yeah, I would definitely advise you bringing a laptop or an iPad or something to show your work on because you even if they've seen your work before, even if all your work is in your portfolio, you can't assume they've looked in detail at every single project and you're going to be talking about your experience and what you learned from projects. And so it makes sense to show that project alongside it. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke. Today we're going to be carrying on from a little mini-series that we've been doing over the past few episodes. If you jump back a couple episodes ago, we've talked about applying for a job and doing the job hunt. And so today we're going to talk about interviewing. The big scary thing that you have to do when you've gotten the good news that they're really interested in you. And so now it's your time to shine and you've been asked to come in for a job interview. I feel like this part of the interviewing processes or the job applying processes pretty exciting but also can be pretty scary for some people so hopefully Charlie and I have some good ideas up our sleeve to share with you today and we've also got some questions and advice from community members that we will also be sharing with you but to kick this episode off as usual how are you going Charlie it's been a little while since we last caught up what's going on well I feel like things are happening but I'm not I don't know, I'm in this interesting state where I've not achieved any of my goals that I set out at the start of the year, but I'm okay with it, if you know Okay, what I mean. yes. I keep doing different things, and I feel like I've been putting a lot of focus this year on my career rather than my side projects because I am enjoying my job so much. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, in general, I am growing and learning as a designer and as a person, but it's not really showing in my side projects so much. So I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that, like... I think I'm okay with it, but perhaps in a future episode, there's this discussion about goals and them changing that we could have. But uh, I think I mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm in the middle of this like redesign, rebrand or whatever, just to make sure all my stuff is aligned. So I'm still very, very slowly working through that checklist of things. Uh, I'm actually going to be using Semplice, which is to be a Sven Schneider's tool for redoing my website, I have decided. Oh, nice. I saw they just launched a new version. Exactly. I've been waiting for this one because he showed me a preview of it when I was in New York and I met up with him and it just looked amazing. Cool. And so I'm looking forward to getting to that and I will report back on how that goes. But yes, small baby steps basically along the way is what I've been doing, but a lot of work in my day job. How about you? How's your new, not so new anymore, I guess, job going? Yeah, I'm kind of sort of starting to experience similar to you. I've been at my new job for a month now and it's a bit more demanding than my previous job, which I expected and I was looking forward to. And so I'm still kind of, you know, I've been spending the last month sort of trying to figure out how my life is going to change basically to accommodate for this new job and also what potential sacrifices or sort of cuts that I have to make in other areas so that I can show up to work each day, you know, ready and and focused and excited and give it my all, which is, you know, really important to me. This is a big, a big step for me in my career and I'm really excited about it. So I want to, you know, do my best. Uh, So I'm kind of same as you where side projects have sort of been, I, I won't say slipping, but I guess kind of dropped a little in my list of life priorities um, but still super important to me and and definitely have a dear place in my heart I'm just trying to 
I, I think I talked about this a few episodes ago is, you know, I'm starting to say no more to things. And yeah. I, I'd rather focus on having like two or three things that I really am passionate about side project wise and really want to give my all into rather than be doing a million things and a million small things. So that's kind of where I am right now is trying to sort of reprioritize and readjust that scale for me. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe, yeah, this does sound like something we should talk about in a future episode. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I feel like I'm still figuring it out and, and it might take me another month or so to get there. But I do think that this would be something really interesting to touch on. Yeah, for sure. Should we jump into today's topic, interviewing? Yes. So, yeah, you're right. The interviewing is the scariest part of the process for me, at least. Uh, I feel like... The application I can take my time with and like make sure I've gotten it right. Same with the job hunt, like selecting the right place. There's time to do your research. And of course you can prepare for an interview, but there's always going to be some curveball questions that they ask or, you know, you'll sit there thinking, why did that just come out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but that's what happens to me in any sort of situation where I'm talking to another person anyway a lot of the time. <laughs> so yes, interviews are definitely the scary part. I think they can be scarier for us as creatives as well, because when we're showing our worth, it's not like we can be, we have the numbers that, for example, a salesperson might be able to say, like, I drove this many million dollars worth of revenue at the last company, so that's why you should hire me. You know, it's harder for us to quantify what we do in that way and and sell ourselves like that. Do you feel like then there's a a bit more extra pressure on like personality and maybe showing other other qualities of yourself that's not necessarily like performance wise? I think so. What I think an interview is for a designer is about your process. By this stage, because you've sent in your portfolio with an application, I'm sure I can't imagine any situation where a company would bring in a designer without having seen their work first, you know? Yeah. So at this stage, they know your work is good enough that they want to talk to you. Perhaps they've got some questions about it because that's happened to me when I've interviewed designers before that have been like, how much did they actually work on that piece or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But most of what the point of the interview is, is to talk about your process and to see how you're going to fit in as part of the team, to see how you're going to work with others. And I suppose a bit of culture fit as well. If we're talking about tech companies in particular, they're pretty hot on that buzzword, you know, making sure that. Uh, your personality and the way you work will fit in with the overall team culture as well, not just to do with actually what you're going to be working on. Would you agree with that? Is that how interviews have felt for you? Yeah, mostly. But I would also add on that it's also an opportunity for you know me to ask them questions yes, as point. well. So it's like a two-way dialogue, right? Uh, I mean, the main, probably the majority of the time is going to be them asking you questions and getting to know you and things like that. But I think it's equally important that you are also given the opportunity to ask them questions, right? Uh, I feel like, yes, they're interviewing you, but in a way you're also interviewing them. You know, just because you've gone in for an interview doesn't necessarily mean that you are committed or 100% already decided that you're going to sign that dotted line if they offer you a job, right? Like it's also an opportunity for you to find out whether that's somewhere that you want to work. Uh, So I've also gone into interviews with that approach as well and making sure that you know, I, I keep my eye out and and ask specific questions to get to learn more about them and the company and the role, because also I want to know if I fit there as well, right? Like they want to know if I fit and I want to know if they're a good fit for me. So it kind of goes both ways, I think. 
I think having that attitude towards an interview as well might actually help with the nerves in some way if you go in with your questions in mind and think of it the fact that like well part of this is I'm going to interview them you know Mm -hmm. I feel like that will make you less nervous I think my like most calm interview I've been had was um probably for ConvertKit because it wasn't really in like a formal interview setting or whatever it was more like just a chat and it was mostly about me finding out about the company as well as them finding out about me and so it didn't feel like there was that pressure of like you know like I have to impress them I have to perform well because I did realize that you know I was making a decision based on this as well. Yeah I would say I've had that experience as well where they've sort of it started off by them inviting me in for an informal chat or something or a coffee Mm -hmm. whatever whatever and those are quite nice because it like you said it's really relaxed and you kind of just talk about what they're up to as a company and you know I share what I'm up to in general and it's kind of like a way to see if this could potentially go anywhere right uh and then it, it might turn into a, sort of like a formal interview. That, that's what happened with me at Uber is I, I went in for a casual chat first and then, you know, the sort of formal interview process started. Uh, but in some of the other places that I applied at, it was sort of like formal from day one, you know, like come in, you'll meet this person and then you'll meet this person and, and very formalized, structured interview process. Uh, and... I don't know. I mean, I I understand the reason that they go through this formal process, uh, but it's also nice to start off with an informal chat. I think I I quite like that because it sort of takes the pressure off. It's sort of more of a like, let's informally see like if we gel, you know, like if yeah. if there's some connection here and and if there's a potential for us to work together. It's like that, a first date. <laughs> it's like it is like a first date, right? It's like let let's see how we how let's we get go. to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's to me that's a nice approach. And and that's what happened uh at Uber and also at my previous job, Atomic, was the same. You know, they invited me into the office one day uh just to show me what they were building and what they were working on. And I was, you know, sort of blown away. I was like, cool, this is super exciting what you guys are working on and towards the end of the conversation, that's when, you know, we started talking about a job. So for my last two jobs, that's how it's gone, actually, is starting with the informal chat and then sort of jumping into the formal interview process. And I think that's because when you get past the, we actually had someone ask a question about this, about interviewing past the graduate level, you know, past your first job or first couple of jobs, perhaps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you get a bit higher up, they're really interested in you specifically a lot of the time is that your CV has come through and impressed them, you know, and so they are more interested in chatting and getting to know you and your work style. Whereas I feel like when you're a graduate, it's kind of like your work style is going to fit into our work style. Right. Like you don't have as much of a opportunity to, um, I mean, of course you can still can, but there's, it's just not the point of your role probably to impact the team in that way. Whereas when you're applying at a more senior level, they're expecting that you're going to bring your wealth of knowledge to the role and, you know, adapt the processes to fit what you've experienced is the best way to work. Yeah, so so for context for our listeners, I'll read out uh, what Charlotte said. And, and she asked, do you have any advice for someone who's already in a high design position but wants to either switch studios or interview for a higher position? 
she said that as you go higher up the chain, your needs, requirements and goals become higher in your head. You know, you, you, you want to aim for more. Yeah. Uh, and also you've got more experience. So this kind of changes your mindset and you might have a different angle to think about, you know, how, how you advance in your career. So, so it sounds like she's asking for some advice on, you know, like you said, she's passed the graduate level. She's at this, you know, already considered sort of higher level and now she wants to take the next step up. Do you have any advice for that, Charlie? Have you ever been in that position where you feel like you're sort of ready for the next step? And how do you approach that or start that conversation? Well, I'm many years into my career by this point. So, yes, I have <laughs> definitely been in this position. I think right. once you're past the graduate stage where you're just looking for, you know, a job that will pay you and that you can learn from and you're looking for that next stage to advance your career, well, first off, you've got to pick the right places for that, like we talked about in our uh, job hunting and applying videos. But once you get to interviewing for these higher level positions, it is definitely about your process and about you talking about your experience and uh, you know what you've brought to teams in the past and how you've improved processes, how you work and why you believe that's best for the user. You know, definitely talk about that. It's not just about like, oh, look, I made this thing that looks nice, you know. When you get to the higher level, you're expected to be way beyond that by now. So it's really important to talk about those things and just, you know, make them aware that you know that, I suppose. It's about giving them confidence in you. So you've got to project this confidence in yourself as well. Um, I would say that I guess there's not all that many differences to you interviewing for a graduate role apart from your confidence in, in yourself really is what it comes down to because... You, you've got this experience behind you. You've got a load of stuff to talk about. We know this from when we've all made our first portfolios, right? You've only got a couple of pieces of work, really, that are good enough to put in. And so they've got to do all the talking. But when you get to the senior level, you've got a bunch of different work to talk about. You've got a bunch of different learnings from that work. That's great to talk about. And yeah, just share that behind the scenes knowledge is what they're looking for in an interview. I would say anyway, what do you think? Because I feel like you're in this position when you interviewed for Uber. Mm, I guess so. I don't know if I really think about it that way. Like, Fair enough. I think of this as sort of, you know, when I joined Uber, I kind of shifted or, or made a bit of a switch from yeah. like graphic design, for lack of better terms, to product design. Uh, and I feel like what Charlotte is talking about is not necessarily switching yeah, or, or making point. that, that it's change. Improving. Yeah, advancing in what you're currently yeah. in. So I don't feel like I have that much advice to share, but... I would assume that, you know, if you're in that position, you've probably got some things that you can leverage, right? Totally. Like you've you've probably got really good experience or really good skill set in, in one particular thing. And so I would assume that you can afford to be a little bit more, more picky or, or a little bit more... Uh, I don't want to say the word aggressive, but you know you can you can really be focused on what you want and uh, really sell yourself in that particular area, which I think sort of comes as an asset for a lot of people. Totally. You can also what is good to talk about is what was missing in your current or past role, you know why you're looking for this change. So, for example, when I left zero, it was because they were bringing in like this new level of of designers and like the team structure was just changing a lot. It was getting a lot bigger and I wanted to work somewhere smaller where I could have more of an impact across, you know, the brand and the projects and not just be siloed into by one little thing and not know what's going on over there because the company's too big, you know? So I really wanted to work for a smaller company where I could have more of an impact across the board. 
And that's what I was able to talk about in my interview when I applied it edited. So yeah, mentioning what it is exactly you're looking for a role for in a role and why you think that this one that you're interviewing for right now is the right fit for that. Yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about how to prepare for the interview because I yeah, have some thoughts great. on that. Uh, what I did when I went in, you know, went into this process and knew I had a, a few interviews coming up is I created a Google Doc, but of course you could write this down, however your process is. Uh, I created a Google Doc and sort of like mentally started preparing. So one of the things that I did was I wrote down some notes on why I wanted to leave my current job. Mm -hmm. And I basically practiced saying that out loud uh, because I think it's it's a pretty high chance that they're going to ask you that question. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I would totally recommend doing that is just making sure that you know in your mind like why you're leaving and write down some points or whatever about why that is and practice saying that because you're definitely going to have to say it, I think, at least once. The other thing that I did was I wrote down a small list, like three, four bullet points of some of my personal strengths and weaknesses, uh, just in case I got thrown that question of like, you know, what do you think you could bring to the company or, or where do you think are areas that you could improve upon? Yeah. And you can't say, well, I'm too much of a perfectionist. You know, right. That's the classic one. <laughs> well, I'm just too perfect. So yeah. <laughs> you want to have something constructive to say, right? Yeah. We all have weaknesses. We all have yep. areas we can improve upon. Uh, so I wrote down like three, four bullet points under each on what I thought my strengths were and my skills were and my weaknesses as well. And when I wrote these down, I also made sure that I was writing things down that were in the context of, of design and, and how I could contribute to the team. Uh, I also wrote down a small list of things that I want to improve in, in case they wanted to know that, like nice. you know, what areas are you wanting to improve in or looking to advance. So I had that down in a little list as well. And then I also wrote down some questions to ask them. Because uh, I think it's really important to to have some questions in mind because, I mean, this could be a company that you're going to work for every day from nine to five or whenever for who who knows how long, right? So you should have some questions for them about how they work, how they operate, how the team is structured, et cetera, uh, because it's going to really impact your daily life. And uh, I don't know, should I read out some of the questions that, that I yeah, have? Yeah, definitely. Down? I think, I think they'd useful. be really useful because... This is one thing that I used to find really difficult, especially because I had a lot of jobs working in retail before I started, like, you know, being a designer. And it was always really hard for me to think of questions to be asked there. And you know that's going to come at the end of the interview. They're always yep. going to say, have you got any questions for us? And, yeah, I'd, like, rack my brain trying to think of one. But once I've gotten into this world of design, it's been much easier to have questions to ask because there is things I genuinely want to know. And you don't want to sit there silently at the end or say, nope, no questions, you know, because then yeah. it's like, oh, are you really interested in this role? Exactly. So questions are important. Please share what it was that you asked. Okay. So here's the sort of generic ones I asked. I also had specific questions depending on the company I was yep, applying at, but I won't share those. Uh, so the gen general ones that I asked was, who would I be reporting to? So I think it's really important to know who your manager is going to be and also make sure you meet them. <laughs> Uh, another one I asked was, what would my responsibilities be? What does a typical day look like? Can you describe the company culture? 
on average, what time do people, you know, come and leave work? Like what's the sort of average work working day for most that people? That one's so important. Yeah, I always yep. ask that at tech companies in particular. Yeah, especially at tech, tech companies for sure. Uh, what does success look like in my role and how will my performance be measured? Those are really good questions, Fem. I took a lot of time to write these questions. You know, I really wanted to make sure that I was getting the answers that I, I wanted and needed to make a, a good choice and to make the right choice for my career. Yeah, that's smart. I think other things that I've asked in the past have been like, who are the decision makers? Like, what is what does the process look like for getting work approved? Because mm-hmm. in some places you're going to have to, you know, go through the whole chain and some it's just your manager. And that can affect how I work because, you know, how much time you've got before the deadline, I suppose. And asking about deadlines as well, like generally are deadlines quite short? Do you, how, how are they decided? Do you decide on that together or is it given to me as the designer? Do I get to pitch in on the brief or will I be given a brief? Those sorts of questions, especially for in-house design is really important. Yeah, so... If, if you're listening to this, I would recommend like do your, do your research first of all on the company, which we've already said in, in the previous episodes we've done about applying for jobs. Do your research and then come up with some, some broad questions and then also I recommend coming up with some specific questions for that particular company as well to make sure that you, you know, totally understand what you would be getting yourself in for if you took that job. Yeah, makes sense. What, are, what else did you do in terms of preparation for the interview? We've had someone ask about, uh, Lindsay asked, how do you dress for an interview? How professional versus creative? And then we've also had, Lin- uh, wait, was it the same Lindsay? Asked- I think it's the same one. <laughs> Good one, Lindsay. Great questions. <laughs> Lindsay asked, also asked, what do you bring with you? She said, I stopped bringing a printout of my resume because they have a copy there printed. I just instead bring a small tablet with extra portfolio pieces that I can't put on my site because of corporate past jobs so what sort of things like what do you wear to interview and what do you bring Mm. with you is there any other sort of preparation that goes into it for you yeah so I've had companies tell me in advance like not they didn't tell me what to wear but they were basically like you know don't worry it's really casual here sort of you know setting the stage which is really nice because it takes some of that pressure off yeah that's good um and I've also had places that you know don't don't say any of that. So in terms of what to wear, I mean, I think it depends a lot on the industry you work in. Uh, for example, if you're going to interview at a top accounting firm like Deloitte's, uh, you may want to make sure you're dressed really nicely uh, just because of the industry that they work in. Uh, but I've never worked in that industry, so I, I really feel like the wrong person to be giving advice there. And also, I'm not like super fashionable, so don't take oh. my fashion advice. Uh, but I would just say, you know, do a bit of your research. Like, you know best your, your industry and what you're applying for. So take that into consideration, but also make sure that you're feeling comfortable. Like, if you've never worn high heels in your life, don't wear high yeah. heels to a job interview because you're going to look like a complete idiot and feel really uncomfortable about it. So make sure you're really comfortable. Uh, I think for my interviews, I wore jeans uh, most of the time and just like a nice pair of shoes, nothing too fancy. Uh, but, you know, I I work in tech. We are very casual and the dress code, you know, is, is super loose. Uh, so personally, I would just wear something that I would feel comfortable in, which is usually jeans. You know, an, an average pair of shoes doesn't have to be too fancy and just a, a nice top, like a, a loose, casual, formal, casual blouse or whatever. Yeah, I think that's good advice. You, this comes into your research that you do at the, about the company, right? Right. Is that 
Maybe they've got a team page where you can see what people are wearing at work. I would advise you to dress up slightly from what you normally wear because you are trying to impress them and like look like a professional, you know. I'm a jeans, t-shirt and hoodie kind of person a lot of the time, <laughs> but I wouldn't wear that to an uh, interview. I'd tend to put like maybe a blazer on with my jeans, for example. Right, yeah. And boots. Smart casual. Yeah. Smart casual is is when in doubt, go smart casual, I would say, unless it's like a big corporate, in which case you probably want to go pretty smart. But you should know this from, yeah, from what you've been looking at. It can be hard when it's a corporate, because I think that's what Lindsay's been talking about. Well, she said it's very conservative, so she often wears something like a dress that has a bit of a personality to it. So keep do keep that in mind, because you don't want a silly thing like your outfit to be what puts them off hiring you. Though also I'd question, like, if your outfit is putting them off hiring you, are they a really good place to work? Mm. But, you know, that's, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I would, like... In in general, recommend avoiding like short shorts or like a really short skirt or something, uh, just for your own good. I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's not to say that like you you can't ever wear it once you work there. I don't I don't know. But it, if if it were me, I would avoid wearing something that was like either a little provocative or you know could potentially turn heads in the office. Like that's not what you're there for, right? So just be professional about it. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I have my own personal views on clothes and like, you know, what that means means to people. I don't think that we should have to worry about that sort of thing. You should wear whatever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. But an interview is not the time to like exactly. make those views clear, perhaps, to, exactly. if you really yeah. want the job. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, bring I agree. Them up later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as for like what, what to bring and things like that, uh, you know, sometimes if, if, if they're super organized, they'll tell you if there's something to bring. Like, I had an interview that was strictly a portfolio review. So they, they asked me to bring my laptop and, mm-hmm. and prepare, present, sorry, my work. Uh, but if they don't say anything, like, like if they don't sort of give you any heads up, then I'd recommend asking in advance. So that's something that I, that I did. You know, if they asked me sort of broadly, like, oh, can you come in? I'd be like, oh, cool. You know, sounds great. Uh, is there anything in particular I should prepare in advance or, or anything you'd like me to bring for this interview? You know, there's no harm like in asking that question, right? That's not going to like put you to the bottom of the pile or anything. At least I, I would hope no, not. No, I wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're unsure, uh, just ask. I, I think there's there's nothing wrong in just asking so that you're prepared. Yeah, I would definitely advise you bringing a laptop or an iPad or something to show your work on because you even if they've seen your work before, even if all your work is in your portfolio, you can't assume they've looked in detail at every single project and you're going to be talking about your experience and what you learned from projects. And so it makes sense to show that project alongside it. It like Obviously, you could talk about it without that, but it's going to be much stronger and make much, make much more of an impact if you can show the finished work as well as talking about the process. So I always bring either a laptop or an iPad with me, whether they ask or not. Often there's a screen you can plug into, which is great because you can kind of like casually just pull up your portfolio and present from there. Or like Lindsay was saying, show work that you weren't allowed to put in your portfolio. I would say, too, if you've got any, I mean, it depends what kind of role you're going for, but if it's a role that would involve any print design and you've got some really cool printed pieces of collateral that you did at past jobs, bring them with you because it's like it's nice to have something tactile to to hold and that they can look at and see that you care about the print quality as well as the design, you know, those sorts of things. Anything that will be a good talking point. But, I mean, 
don't bring a whole giant box of things and expect to go through them all. These things are more just uh, to use to support your points, I suppose, uh, as to your experience and your process. Yeah, I mean, it's good to be prepared, right? So you may as well be prepared. Uh, and, and I would agree, I always bring my laptop to job interviews just in case. Like I don't sit down and pull it out on the table, but I've always got it in my bag in case they ask. And just like random side tip uh, is to make sure you clear your desktop yes, and turn off, uh, you know, put on do not disturb on your computer or whatever, close yep. anything else that you had. Uh, because, you know, if you're going to have to plug that into a screen or open it in front of your potential employer, you just want to make sure you're prepared for, for that because you're not going to get any opportunity to quickly hide stuff that you had on your screen. So be prepared for that as well. Take some time to do that before you go. I would also advise to have a solution to show your work without the internet as well, whether that's mm, you know, saving one. the web pages, having them pre-opened in the browser, or having your phone set up as a hotspot ready to go so that you can plug in. It's a pain in an interview to have to ask for the Wi-Fi password, you know, and sometimes depending on, you know, how secure the office is or whatever, they might not actually have a guest one they can give you. So then they'd be letting you onto their like team server or something. So I'd never want to assume that. I'd always have a backup solution for showing your work offline. Do you have any tips for how to deal with like on the spot questions? Like I, I'm imagining there's probably some people listening to this that, you know, perhaps they're introverted or they're not really, they're a bit nervous about the actual sort of answering questions. And you know, an in, in interview is you're on the spot, right? You, you yeah. don't know what they're going to ask you. And so it is, there is some element to thinking on your feet and thinking quickly. Uh, and I know that some people, you know, can, that, that pressure can be really, really scary. Do you have any, any tips or any advice for someone who's feeling, feeling a bit unsure about that or a bit worried about dealing with those on-the-spot questions and how to stay calm and collected throughout an interview? Yeah, I've had to deal with my fair share of these. Uh, the interview that I had for Edited in particular, they asked me, the last stage was like a personality interview almost. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, but it was like, you know, those weird questions that you might take in an online quiz or something and then your answers to them determine what kind of person that you are. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It was one of those scary things, but like asked verbally, not like written down or whatever. So it was things like, do you feel lucky? And what's one controversial truth you believe about the world that other people, most other people don't? Oh, Things like that. Wow. And I was like, oh, um. Like, what's the right answer to this? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. In that situation, there is no, like, right answer. You just have to speak from your heart. And it's fine to take a few seconds to consider it as well. Like, don't feel pressured to immediately blurt something out and just start talking and, and rambling, which I feel like is what I do a lot of the time on this podcast now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> But yeah, just sit there for a moment and consider your answer before you say it. Like, ask it to yourself in your head, perhaps, and be like, do I feel lucky? No, okay, and then, then you've got your answer to go ahead with. But yeah, you've got to cut yourself some slack in these spur-of-the-moment situations. I would always have, like, prepare as much as you can. So like you were talking about before, uh, preparing your weaknesses, your strengths, etc. I also would pr think about projects that I've done and like talking points that I could bring out that show my skills through that. Like, oh, and this project is a perfect example of teamwork. So they ask, if they ask about how I work in a team, I'm going to mention this and this situation that we had to deal with. Like thinking of little stories like that in advance will really help. They might not come up, but if they do, at least you've got something semi-prepared, I suppose. 
Uh, you can't prepare for everything, though, is the point. And so just be prepared yeah. for them to ask weird questions like that. Uh, like, expect the unexpected, and maybe you won't be so thrown off. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really good advice. And I would agree that it's it's okay to take a moment to, to think before you speak. And I, I've done that for sure. In an interview where they've thrown a question at me that I wasn't prepared for, I literally have said, like, oh, do you mind if I just take a minute to think about this before I answer and they're like, sure, like, you know, take, take your time. That's fine. So it, it's it's okay to do that as well. And I've also had moments where, uh, you know, before in, in this episode, I shared a list of the questions that I ask. Uh, I had one one interview where I forgot what some of them were, but I oh no, they, but they were really important questions, right? Like I yeah. really wanted the answer, um, but. Luckily, I'd prepared in advance, thanks past self. Uh, I had written them down in a little notebook that was in my bag. So I actually asked them, I was like, look, I have a few more questions. Um, do you mind if I just pull out my notebook? I've got them written down. And they're like, yeah, that, that's fine. No problem. You know, so I, I think it's okay to just be be honest and be upfront and ask for a little bit of extra time if you need it or, or you know, just say, Oh, can I just, you know, pull out these questions that I've got for you? That That's fine. You know, you don't have to memorize everything or, or be prepared to be superwoman or superman and, and answer things straight away. Actually, sometimes taking the time to, to think and, and consider your answer, you know, it can be a good thing. Uh, yeah, and it's a so, good sign in itself, right? That you want to exactly like you take the time sure saying the right thing yeah. exactly right um and another I, th I think there's lots of talking techniques like you can look this up online I'm not going to go super in depth but you know there's some techniques like repeating the question first before answering it which gives you extra time to prepare your answer in your head and things like that so there there are certain techniques that you can do as well that's really good advice should we end on answering part of Andrea's question because Andrea's talked about this concept of, you know, interviewing at a higher level as well and is asking about how to speak tactfully during interviews at new companies to figure out the compensation level or authority level that the job is going to be just to check that it is going to be a step up for you because this is really important when you're considering making a move later on in your career. You do want to make sure that the role you're moving into is going to be a new challenge. It's not going to be like a step backwards for you. And she says how to do this without sounding demanding or entitled. So first off, I think you should never feel like you're demanding or entitled nope. to be wanting to know these things because they're just facts of life. Like they have to be known and they have to be understood before you can commit to working somewhere. But yeah, any any advice for figuring out, like, did you talk about salary in your interviews that you had recently or was that did that come afterwards? No, it was never discussed in interviews. The only time it was discussed was on the phone to the recruiter. Right. Uh, so it was never a sort of talking topic in, in, in the interviews. Uh, in, in some of them, uh, they did say, like, they addressed it, you know, they were like, okay, in regards to salary, uh, that conversation you'll have with the recruiter, uh, we won't be doing that in, in this interview process sort of thing. Yep. So they did address it, but it wasn't uh, discussed in the interview process. I've had it that in the interview, they've asked me what my expectations will be. So, which I think is a really good time actually for that to happen because you've just been talking about essentially how great you are and your experience and your process and things. So then to tie that to a number of what you're expecting is is the perfect situation to be having to say that, I think, anyway. Mm. It is a really hard one, salary. Uh, I would definitely go in with a number in mind, like as part of your preparation, just in case they ask that. Well, you should know your worth, right? Yeah. 
Uh, you should know what you're looking for. You should know what you need as a base salary to live your life and your lifestyle. Uh, you should know, you know, what you're currently on now and and what you want, you know, what you're aiming for. What what would you like? So you should definitely have some numbers in mind. But I would advise you uh, not to be the one to to bring it up. I guess, like I think it's in your best interest for the the company to make the first move when it comes to salary. Yeah, because once you impress them and once you've talked about your experience and things, it becomes a lack of like, so how badly do you want me? How much are you going to pay me? Sort of thing. But right. obviously not in those words. <laughs> in terms of the authority thing, though, that, that comes in as part of your role. And that's really important to discuss in the interview, I think. And it can come in in your questions that you ask them. Like, will I be leading anyone? Uh, how many people are on the team? How do they work together? To just You can get an idea of whether it's a flat hierarchy or if you will have people under you or how much, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, how much power you'll have to make decisions on authority? your own. Yeah, authority. Or if you're going to have to go to a manager to have every little decision made, like, can you buy this piece of software if you think you need it for the team? Or does it have to go through an official approval request, you know? All those things are really important to to ask about if if they're things, especially if they're things that have been bothering you in a past role. Bring them up in this one and make sure that you're going to get what you need out of it. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to you asking those questions, right? So if, if you're unsure, just ask, you know, ask how does the process work for, for this thing? And you can even ask, you know, certain, like give examples or scenarios like, oh, so what if I wanted to do this for the yeah, team? How, how would that work? You know, that sort of, provides you a little bit of context with how that could work for that example I had I remember my first role uh, when I applied at zero the marketing designer position was listed under the marketing section of the site rather than the design section Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like it turns out that that was just a mistake where someone saw marketing first and thought that's where it should go but I made sure to ask a lot of questions to figure out exactly what kind of work I would be doing like personally myself, not just what in general the, the team, the design team does, but what would I be working on to make sure that it was the kind of work that I was interested in and that I wasn't going to end up accidentally in a role as a marketer doing the occasional design piece, you know, where instead I wanted to be the one designing the marketing materials. And it turns out that is what it meant, but it was important to ask about. So never assume and always ask. I think that's perfect advice to end on. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain for any last pieces, like words of wisdom on interviewing. But honestly, I think you just have to have some confidence in yourself. So anything you can do to increase that confidence. And I think that going through a preparation of writing down things like you did, Femme, sounds like a great way to do that. Just so you can feel like you can open your mouth and something smart will come out because you're prepared (laughs) in advance. Yeah, it's a good exercise to do. You don't necessarily need to, you know, like memorize it all, but it helps you think about it, you know? So when they do ask you and you are put on the spot, you've, you've got some things in your brain to, to say that sounds smart and, and like yep. you've given them thought already, which is good. Makes sense. Well, fam, where can people go to find more of our episodes online? You can go to designlife.fm and you'll find all 95 episodes there. We are getting super close to 100, yep. which is Something really, exciting. really exciting. It's happening at 100 as well, isn't it? Just wait and see. Yep. <laughs> I think... Uh, 
something else we'd like really like to ask you to do is if you have been enjoying the show and especially if you've been, if you've been listening for a while we'd really appreciate it if you went over to iTunes and left us a review that really helps us bring in new listeners for the show helps get new people to join the community and join in the discussions that we have about the episode topics beforehand which I hope you'll agree really add to the episode in general so yes please go on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review and speaking of reviews, we have one that I would like to read out, if that's okay with you, Charlie. Here's one you prepared earlier. Yeah. I did prepare this earlier. <laughs> this is by Otto Here. Great name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is an outstanding and relatable podcast for anyone involved in a creative discipline or side project. I've been a dedicated listener since almost the start and find the shows relevant to my work as an emerging architect and furniture designer. That's which- so cool. So cool, uh, which goes to show how much overlap there is between designers of all types. Thank you, Charlie and Femke. Thank you, Otto. Here, that is thank you. A lovely review. I love hearing about people who listen to our show who aren't a designer working in tech, basically. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that's what we do, and so it's awesome to hear that our, you know, our conversations are applicable to people outside of that industry as well, and that's what we want to have happen as well. So that's great. totally. Thank you for listening, and I guess we'll chat next week, Charlie. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye.